The Productive Woman, Episode 95. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me today. In this episode, we'll be talking about the why and how of doing a mid-year review and what it can accomplish for us in making our life a little bit better. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 95. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, which is an amazing cloud-based bookkeeping app for small businesses. If you run a small business, either full-time or as a side thing, I bet you're going to be as excited as I was to see how FreshBooks makes managing business finances so simple, even for a non-numbers-oriented person like me. It starts with a super simple tool for getting invoices created, sent, and paid, which of course is absolutely indispensable for keeping any business going, and it just goes on from there. FreshBooks is offering a full month of unrestricted use to all Productive Woman listeners totally free. You don't even need to enter a credit card for the trial period. Just visit freshbooks.com slash woman and be sure to enter woman in the how did you hear about us section so they'll know we sent you. Um, So what does FreshBooks do and why am I so psyched about it? Well, you know, it starts with the invoicing features. The the lifeblood of keeping a business, especially a small business, going is getting paid, right? And um, FreshBooks has created this really super intuitive tool that makes creative or creating and sending invoices just so simple. It takes maybe 30 seconds to create and send an invoice in Fresh FreshBooks. And and what's cool is you can add your own logo, you can tweak the color scheme so that your invoices that you send to your customers, clients, whatever, it, those reflect your brand. Um, your clients can pay you online f- right from the invoice, which really can seriously improve how quickly you get paid. Um, FreshBooks has a system in place that you can actually check and see whether a client or a particular client has actually looked at the invoice you emailed. So there's no more, you know, lost invoices or I haven't received it yet kind of thing. You, you can monitor that and know. And FreshBooks can even be set, set up to send, um, late payment reminders to your clients automatically, which means you don't have to be chasing them down for those late payments. You can also use the FreshBooks deposits feature. If if your business involves maybe collecting a deposit, if, say 50% at the beginning and then the rest is due at the end, they've got a system in place um, f- so that you're covered for that when you kick off a project. But there's way more than just invoicing. FreshBooks has so many features to help you Stay organized with your finances and streamline that business side of being a freelancer or operating a small business. Uh, it keeps track of your expenses or helps you do that very in a very simple way so you you no longer have these you know boxes full of receipts that you've got to enter in at, at tax time. Their mobile app lets you actually take a picture of your receipt and then FreshBooks organizes them for later processing. 
FreshBooks can create expense reports for you and also makes it really simple to get everything organized to claim expenses at tax time. All the little details about cash flow are kept in one place so FreshBooks knows exactly what invoices you sent, when you sent them, who's paid you, and who owes you what. And if your business involves, say, needing to track how much time you spend on each client's project, FreshBooks has you covered there. They it can handle your time tracking. So when it comes time to create your invoice, you'll know what you did, when you did it, who you did it for. Really the most important thing for everybody listening to this uh, to understand is that getting started on FreshBooks is incredibly simple, even if you're not a numbers person. I'm, you know, probably especially if you're not a numbers person. I'm not a spreadsheet kind of girl, but I loved um, getting things set up in FreshBooks. It's just so simple and intuitive, even for me. And as I said, FreshBooks is offering a month, a full month of unrestricted use to all of the listeners of The Productive Woman. Totally free. You don't even need to enter your credit card for the trial. So to claim your free month and check out what FreshBooks can do for you, go to freshbooks.com slash woman, enter woman in the how did you hear about us section, and join me in exploring how FreshBooks can make managing our business finances simpler leaving us more time to do the stuff we went into business for in the first place. Uh, I I look forward to hearing what you think of FreshBooks. One last thing before we get started. As I'm recording this in June of 2016, we're coming up on a couple of big milestones for the productive woman. Um, We'll hit our two-year anniversary in just a couple of weeks, and then shortly after that, we'll be publishing episode 100. And those are you know, for those of us in the podcasting world, those are kind of um, important milestones, both of them. And I have some kind of fun things in mind to help celebrate that, but I'd really like you to be part of the celebration. So whether you've been listening from the very beginning or you just joined the community, I would love to hear from you and um, how the show has helped you. So if if it's helped you, if The Productive Woman has been helpful to you in some way, If there's something in particular you like about it, would you mind sharing that with me uh, and maybe letting me share that with the larger community? You can do that a couple of ways. You can send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and tell me how the show has helped you. Um, you know, what you like about it, what, what you've gained from listening, whatever you want to say about it as, as we get ready to celebrate these milestones. Um, if you send it by email, be sure to let me know whether I can share your name or if you'd prefer that I just share your feedback uh, anonymously. The other alternative that would be even kind of more fun is you can leave a voice message that I can actually incorporate into one of the celebration episodes by clicking the button on the website or on the Facebook page. So there's a couple of different places that you can go. There's, you'll, it's easy to find the button for leaving a voicemail. Try to keep it to under two minutes of, you know, maybe how you found the show, why you listen, how it's helped you, again, whatever. If you could, um, either way, whether by email or by voicemail, if you could do that by June 25 of 2016, that would be awesome. That would give us time to get that incorporated in those celebration episodes. And I appreciate it. I appreciate you and um, look forward to hearing from you. Okay, so let's get into this uh, this week's topic. 
As I said, as I'm recording this, it's mid-June and the year is almost half over. For me, mid-year is always a good time to sort of take a look at how I'm doing as far as my goals, what I had in mind for the year, and to make any adjustments that I think are necessary to, um, to as we go into the last half of this year. I thought I would share with you the process that I go through and encourage you as well to take a little time for a mid-year review, see where you are and if you're on the right path. So why do I do a mid-year review? Because I I do a weekly review. Um, It's a shorter, less intensive version of the mid-year where I, you know, check, look at all my projects and kind of see, make, make some little adjustments and make sure I'm on track. But... The ben- there are some real benefits to doing a more focused, uh, bigger, I guess, mid-year review. First of all, it uh, creates a better focus and, and awareness of where I am and where I'm going. To me, that's part of a commitment to be more intentional about I live or about how I live. Um, in, because in the busyness of day-to-day living, it's just... You know, we set these goals, but it's just so easy for those to get lost in just trying to get from one day to the next and, um, you know, take care of what's in front of us. And so taking some um, time away mid-year to kind of take that big picture look again and make sure I'm on track, I have just found it to be really, really valuable. Um, the other, uh, another benefit of it is it gives me a chance to reevaluate. Um, uh, do the goals and so on that I sent at, or set at the beginning of the year, do those still make sense or do I need to make some adjustments? Because, you know, things change as the year goes on, uh, different things happen. It's been, you know, about six months since I set the goals and objectives for this year, And a lot of things have happened in that interim period. And so a mid-year review is a time for me to look at that and and really um, give some serious thought to, well, do do I still want to pursue these same goals? Do I need to tweak them a little bit? Has something changed in what I what I want to accomplish for the year? And finally, it it, uh, doing a mid-year review gives me a chance to get back on track if with the goals that I really do want to achieve. If I've kind of got sidetracked in the day-to-day or with urgent things that kind of present themselves to me, this is a chance to just look at everything again and say, you know what, I remember that why I set that goal. That's important to me. Let's get, what am I going to do to get back on track and, and uh, get back focused on accomplishing the things so that when I come to the end of the year and do my year-end review, I am going to be satisfied with the results. So, you know, that's some of why I do a mid-year review around this time of year. How do I do it? Well, what are, and, and what are the steps to doing a review? Like I said, I do a weekly review on Sunday afternoons where I pull out my task manager and my calendar and I kind of look at, all right, what's coming up for the week? What are my, you know, what are the projects I've been working on? Anything I need to prepare for? That kind of thing. But that's maybe a 30-minute process and you know sometimes a little more than that the mid-year review is a more uh, expansive more comprehensive review and so the first step is to schedule an appointment for uh, with myself 
uh, it's going to be at least a few hours, maybe, you know, a morning, a full morning or a full afternoon. For me, it's probably going to be on a weekend because, you know, I'm at the office during the day and it's just not conducive to this kind of quiet, focused thinking that I need to, to do. And I schedule that appointment to be somewhere quiet where I can really focus and think, um, where there's not going to be distraction. And, you know, for you, it may be different for me as it happens. Our home is out at the farm, but during the week I'm here, we have this apartment near my office because our, our home, as you, you've probably heard is, you know, 55 miles away from my office. And so during the week I stay at this apartment. Well, if I'm going to do my mid-year review, I'll probably do it here because it's very quiet here. There's nobody here but me and and, um, you know, I'll look, I'll probably try and schedule it for a time when Mike's going to be out of town or something. So it's not disrupting any plans, but that's the point of kind of looking ahead to the calendar and figuring out a time that works. But maybe for you, if you've got small children at home or, or, you know, whatever it's home, isn't a, a good place that works for this kind of thinking, you know, maybe it's Starbucks or your favorite coffee shop or at the library, uh, somewhere quiet, maybe if the weather suits um, in a park somewhere, but just somewhere where you can spend a few hours thinking and looking at some things. And that's the first step. I make that appointment probably a couple weeks ahead of time, get it on my calendar and plan accordingly. And then the next step is to gather the materials that I need for the review. My calendars, most of which um, are digital, as I've talked about in past episodes, but I do have my big now year calendar on the wall. And that's one of the reasons why I would do it here at the apartment, because that's here. Um, So I I grab my calendars, my task manager, uh, my journal, and the list of goals that I had prepared for the year, for the past, you know, the quarter, et cetera, papers and pen, or paper and pens, and probably something, you know, some tea or lemonade or whatever, depending on um, what the weather's like and what I feel like. But I gather all that stuff together and have it ready to go. And then it's time to conduct the review. And I follow pretty much the same process every time I do this. I start by looking at my three words for the year. And you can look back in the previous episode. I'll put a link in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 95. You'll you'll find the links to the past episodes where I've talked about uh, choosing my three words for the year that are kind of the, the touchstones, the focus for the years, why I do it, which words... I choose and and what it means to me. But I I start my review process by looking at those because those are kind of the foundation for the year. And so for me this year, um, the words were nurture, reach, and enduring. And again, you can check the past episode for when, when I talked about what those words meant to me. But I look at those words, my notes on why I chose those words and what they mean to me how I intended or expected to apply them in my life. And I ask myself, am I paying attention to these words? Have I been intentionally doing things to implement them in my life? You know, for me, for instance, we'll take the word nurture. It has 
to, um, you know, has various applications and meanings to me. I want to nurture the relationships in my life. That That's just very important to me always, but th- that was a special focus this year. I want to nurture my health, both physical and emotional and spiritual. Um, I want to nurture my you know my business the relationships with you and and the things that I can do with this so it applies in a lot of ways and I have notes that I made when I went through the process of choosing these words and so at the beginning of the review I look back and I you know I I kind of journal again or take notes again on how am I doing on um, implementing those words in various areas of my life then I go to the big picture objectives and goals I had set for the year, the the things that I wanted to accomplish during this 12-month period. And I have those written down, um, and I look at them, I read through them, and I think about, all right, how am I doing? Have I made progress on them? And even, you know, at least as important, if not more important, are they still relevant to me? How has my life changed in the past six months? And do those changes call for adjustments to my goals and to my schedule for accomplishing certain things? Are there areas of my life that haven't received enough attention? And what am I going to do about that? But we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, You know, have I been spending more time at work and not enough time on my uh, relationship with Mike or more time on, you know, I, well, one thing I can say is intentionally I've spent a lot more time on things related to the productive woman this year and less on writing fiction. But the second half of the year, there are things that I want to do with the fiction writing, you know, thing that's in my heart. And, and so that's something I'm thinking about in the process of this mid-year review. What am I going to change to make that happen? Um, so after that big picture look and just getting a sense of where I am, and that's the point of the review piece of this is to look at, remind myself, where is it that I wanted to go this year and where I, how am, how am I doing? You know, how, where am I today? Am I satisfied with where I am, where I am today or are changes needed? I look at my calendar and, um, Ask myself, you know, look at the ways I've spent my time in the first six months because everything gets put in my calendar pretty much. And so it's very easy. And I have it color-coded so certain activities are, you know, different colors. So it's a very visual look at, okay, if I've got tons and tons of the color that's dedicated to my law practice and very little... um, I mean, I'll confess, I have very little of the color that's sort of related to relationships, friendships, and things like that. And in looking at that, I'm thinking that, you know what, that's not, I mean, my law practice is important. It's, you know, it supports uh, our family financially, but my friendships and and, uh, family relationships are important as well. And so I need a little more of that color going forward. So, you know, the mid-year is a time to look at, at the calendar, though, and ask myself, is it is the way I'm spending my time or have been spending my time reflecting my values and my priorities? Am I spending time on the things that matter to me? And if not, what adjustments can I make in the last half of the year to get things more in line? 
Um, this, this is my time to really think deeply about that. Then I look at my task manager. And as you know, I, I use Nosby for my law practice and OmniFocus for everything else. And I have them both on you know all my devices, and I can pull them up side by side and look at my list of projects um, and um, you know, really evaluate what what's in there and what I think about it. Like I said, I do this every week, but in a much more condensed and superficial way. At this point, I really want to spend some time focused and looking at the projects and tasks that I have in there. And again, are they consistent with my priorities and my long-term objectives? Are there projects in there that I haven't done anything about in days or weeks or months? And if so, you know, the question is, do they still belong there? Am I ready to delete or archive some of them? Or maybe just move them from my active list to a to a someday maybe list that I'll reconsider later because my attention is better spent on other things. This is a time to sort of prune things out and set things aside, um, either delete them entirely or, like I said, put them over into a, a someday maybe list that I'll look at, you know, in a few months and decide, am I ready to pick this up again? I look at my habits, my routines, and my rituals, all of these things that I've talked about in in prior episodes, and I ask myself, are these things that I'm doing still serving me? Do I need to tweak my morning routine to allow for more of something or less of something else? Do I need to adjust my evening routines to, to make time for something that's become more important to me? Um... Do I need to start to develop a new habit? Uh, you know, if I kind of conquered one thing, I've talked in the past about using my uh, the app on my phone, the uh, called Do D U E, to help me build habits because it reminds me to do certain things. Have I got you know the two or three things that I've been working on? Have I got those down now? Have they become kind of habits that happen without me having to be reminded so that I can clean that out and maybe start working on another habit that I want to add. And I look at the um, tools that I'm using. Um, Are they still working well for me? Am I spending more time fiddling with the tools than actually getting work done? I'm, I'm currently wanting to simplify more. I find myself removing apps from my phone and clearing things out of my office to create more white space on my phone and in my life and and less clutter. And that's something that I spend a little time thinking about um, on purpose during this this mid-year review period. So that's the review. Again, it's this is a this is a, the process of looking at where I said I wanted to go this year and how much progress have I made? Where am I today and um you know, am I, am I satisfied with that or are changes needing to be made? After I've done the review piece of it and, um, you know, have this real good sense of where I am right now, then it's time to start planning. So I go into the last phase of my week, uh, mid-year review, which is to plan. And again, I look at my calendar and I look, this time I'm looking forward. Last time I was looking back over the first six months of the year. So now I look forward. What 
What big events or commitments are coming up in the second half of the year and what do I need to do to prepare for them? Have I overloaded certain months and agreed to attend certain things or participate in things that maybe uh, I'm looking at the calendar now and it's just, uh, you know, I can see that one month is just crazy or I've double booked. I I don't usually do that because I, I always consult my calendar, but it happens to the best of us. And so do I need to make any adjustments? What do I need to do uh, or start doing now to prepare for some of the big events? If you've got, say, a wedding in the second half of the year for a family member, are there things you need to do? Is there, if there's a vacation that, um, you know, what are the things you need to do? Maybe start adding things to your task list Um, to be prepared for whatever that event is, a conference that you're attending or coordinating for your work, book deadlines, different things like that. Look at, look at the, that's what I do in this planning phase is look ahead, think now about what I need to do to prepare for the things that are coming up in the last half of the year and whether I need to create projects in my task manager to prepare for those events. Um, Also looking at the calendar, I look at when am I going to schedule time for the things I identified during the review part of this that I want to give more time and attention to. And so for me, like right now, I, you know, as I said, one of the things I want to spend more time on in the second half of this year is uh, my fiction writing. So now is a time during this planning, when am I going to do that? You know, if it's just a, oh, I need to spend more time on this, it's never going to happen. So now, while I'm paying attention to this, while I've reminded myself that this thing is important to me, looking at the calendar, looking at the commitments I've made, where, when am I going to do that? And write it on the calendar, get it in there. If I want to spend, um, you know, when am I going to sc- schedule time for the quiet thinking and planning I need to do for the productive woman and the things that are coming up on that. Uh, this may be a time to readjust if you do uh, the the theming of your days like um, the productivityist Mike Vardy recommends. Uh, do I want to adjust how I'm scheduling my days for maybe the next quarter and and allocating time for certain things that are important to me? When am I going to schedule time away with Mike? You know, we're at a stage in our our life. We've been married a long, long time, um, and I'm so grateful for that. Uh, but and our kids are grown and gone, so we have a little more flexibility. But we both have demanding jobs, and so we don't always have the the time to just hang out and enjoy each other's company like we would like to. And so that is, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. And as part of this mid-year review, I am, I want to commit to spending more time, you know, maybe finding a time to get away for a weekend. We keep talking about doing that, but we never schedule it. So it hasn't happened yet. And now the year is half over. So a high priority for me is to, Uh, schedule, get that on the calendar and start making plans for it. Uh, Looking at my, um, the next part of of the the planning phase of this is looking at the task manager. And basically here it's, you know, whatever projects I've added as I I was talking earlier that I need to, uh, for preparation for the coming half of the year, uh, what is the next step 
on each project I've decided to keep in there. You know, I may have deleted some things that I've decided I'm not going to do, or at least I'm not going to do this year, but whatever's left, what is the next step? Make sure I have that in there and uh, a, a clear path to what happens next. And so one of the things I'll be adding to my task manager is um, to, to talk to Mike about his schedule and, uh, you know, together find a time when we can get away for a weekend together. So I'll put that in my task manager uh, and, you know, marked, tagged for as a phone call if I can't get with him, you know, if we're not going to be in the same space, we're, and and pick a date together. And finally, I look at, you know, what are the two to three things I absolutely will complete before the end of the year? What are the highest priority projects uh, that I want to complete before this year ends? And how am I going to accomplish them? I really spend some time thinking about that. Um, what help do I need? Who, you know, what information do I need to research? What advice do I need and who am I going to get it from? What assistance do I need and who am I going to get that from? What am I going to take off the table either entirely or defer to next year to make sure that I have the time, the energy, the attention, and the resources to accomplish these two to three things that are most important to me? So that's, um, you know, and I write all this stuff down. I have a notebook or I put it into my online journal, but I, or, uh, you know, I actually usually what I do is I have a, an Evernote note that all this stuff goes into that I can tag and check, check back in periodically. But that's my basic pro- process for doing this mid-year review to get a handle on where I am and make sure that I'm on the path that I want to be to create that life that matters as I define it. Um, and I, I'd be real interested in knowing whether you do something like this uh, and, and how you do it. I thought I'd share a couple of things uh, that I've already got in the works for the second half of the year that you might be interested in. And these are related specifically to the productive woman I'm working on writing a goal-setting slash life-planning workbook um, that you can use to sort of go through the process of establishing, uh, you know, what your obje- your priorities are, your objectives, your goals, and that sort of thing. And I hope, uh, you know, my intention is, and part of my, I haven't completed my entire uh, mid-year review. That's I'm going to be doing that in in about a week. But one of the things I'll be doing is setting the final deadline for that, and I'll keep you posted as that comes along. But I, I want to create that as a resource for you to use in setting your own goals and, you know, making your own life that matters. I am um, in early talks with a couple of other productivity specialists uh, who to put together an online event for later this year that will help the people who participate prepare for and kick off next year in a really strong way. Um, and I'm really excited about that. I'm honored to be a part of the group that they invited me to, to work on this with them and I'll, I'll keep you posted. I don't want to disclose too much because we're just early in the planning process, but I think it's something you'll be really excited about and I'll let you know as soon as I'm free to release more information. And finally, I'm, um, they're going to be. I'm going to be opening up a couple more mastermind groups, probably in September. Uh, we're in the midst of the the 
current first productive woman mastermind groups. And I'm just so honored to be able to be a part of these women's lives and really enjoying our weekly meetings. And so I'm looking forward forward to launching more. As I said, probably in September, these are going to be paid facilitated mastermind groups, small groups, no more than six or seven women, including me, that will meet weekly online uh, to help encourage and, and help each other sort of get a handle on our lives and, and accomplish our goals in terms of, of being productive and, and making lives that matter. Each, each group will have a private Facebook group for communications, questions, and support in between meetings. I'm preparing handouts for each group, and I continue to kind of fine-tune those. And for the paid groups, um, the, the membership fee, whatever you want to call it, the fee for being part of this group will include one 30-minute private coaching call with me each month for each participant. So I think it's going to be, um, based on what's happened so far in the existing mastermind groups, I'm really excited about the possibilities for helping each of us sort of progress in our making a life that matters. And I think it's a a real, can be a real game changer for those who participate. So I'll, I'll be releasing more information about that as we get closer. But if you're interested in learning more, no commitment obligation at this point, but if you're just interested in learning more about what's going to happen with the Productive Woman Mastermind groups, shoot me an email at uh, feedback at theproductivewoman.com and I'll, uh, I'll give you a little more information. So those are my plans, a couple of my plans for the Productive Woman and for my um, you know, interactions with you. And uh, I would love, as I said, to hear your thoughts on how your year's going so far, what you have in mind for the coming year. Do you take time mid-year to reevaluate your progress? Or do you have another process that you use to stay on the right track in terms of accomplishing your goals? I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. Uh, As always, there's a couple of ways you can do that. If you want to share your thoughts publicly, you can share those that in the comment section of the show notes for this episode. And uh, somebody asked me to about this, so I'll reiterate that when I say show notes, it's really like a blog post, but it's got an audio player in there, so you can actually listen. If you haven't already subscribed, you can listen to the episode right there on the website, but then there's the show notes, kind of a summary of what we talk about, links for resources and that sort of thing. And you'll find the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 95. And um, there's a comment section right there. You can also post a comment or a question on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. Now, if you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can leave a voice message on either the website or the Facebook page just by clicking the button and you record it right there. And um, I'm the only one that listens to those, so unless you tell me your you're, what you're saying is uh, can be shared publicly. It won't be. I promise you that. If you enjoy this show, this episode, or uh, if you're finding value in the productive woman, I'd really appreciate it if you'd help me out by spreading the word. Tell your friends. You know, if you've got a friend who you think could benefit from the things we talk about on the show, 
um, go to that person and, and tell them about it and show them how to subscribe and, and be a part of the community. You can also share this episode or any other by clicking on the sharing buttons right in the show notes. Um, we have, a, you know, it's a one-click process basically to share any episode onto your Facebook page or profile, your Twitter page, Pinterest, and, and others. Uh, so it's real easy to share. And finally, always, I appreciate if you would take the time to share a quick review of the show in iTunes. You can find links to subscribe or to rate and review in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 95. Last couple of things. Remember to consider sending me an email or voicemail message about how the show has helped you. This is part of our celebrating reaching two years of The Productive Woman and then shortly after that, episode 100. You can email your you know, how you found the show, why you like the show, how it's helped you, whatever you want to say uh, to contribute to that conversation. Uh, email that to feedback at theproductivewoman.com or click on the voicemail button again on either the website or the Facebook page. And uh, as a reminder, if we could have that by June 25 of 2016, would appreciate that very much. Uh, as I said above, I do have some things in the works that I think you'll be interested in. I'm working on putting some things together to help um, help you in your progress toward uh, accomplishing the things you care about and making a life that matters. And I'd love to be able to keep in touch with you. Sometimes things come up in between episodes and I'd love to be able to, you know, send you a quick notice about it and keep you updated as things happen. I'm also going to be doing a, 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 a simple newsletter in the coming months. If you're not yet on my email list, would you please go to the site and sign up for that so I can stay in touch with you? Uh, I promise I'm not going to flood your e- inbox with emails. I don't send them out very often, but there are times when I'd love to be able to reach out to you. And so you can get on the list by, there's a button on the homepage of the website at theproductivewoman.com. It's kind of in the upper right under the banner. Right now the button says download my toolbox. That will be changing. Um, but if you click on that button, you, you get added to the email list. And again, I, I don't sell that list. I don't share it with anybody. And I will definitely respect your how busy you are. You can also just send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and just say add me to your email list and I'll, I'll, I can manually add you. And I'd appreciate if you would consider doing that. I'm looking for ways to connect with you more directly, I guess is my point. And one of the things I'm thinking about is creating a Facebook group, a private one for Productive Woman listeners as a place where we can meet up and interact more. You know, you can ask questions of me or other people in the community. You can share information, articles, insights, encouragement. Basically, just, you know, talk about making productive lives and lives that matter. But I'm trying to decide if there's any interest in that. So if you think you'd be interested, if you're on Facebook and you'd like to be a part of this, would you, again, shoot me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and just let me know So I'm, as I'm trying to decide whether to do this. Finally, a special thank you to the sponsor of this episode, FreshBooks. Don't miss out on the free 30-day unrestricted trial of their awesome service by going to freshbooks.com slash woman and enter woman in the how did you hear about us section. 
And thank you so much to Fresh Books for your support of The Productive Woman. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for spending this time with me. I, I don't take it for granted. I value knowing you're there, and I love hearing from you. So I hope to hear from you soon. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.